Welcome to the Loving the Fight in Marriage podcast. This is episode 37. Hi, guys. We are so excited to have you with us today. So last week, we talked about how to have an emotionally intelligent marriage. That was part one, so you're going to want to go back and listen to that one, but this is part two. So last week was episode 36. 36, yeah. And again, how to have an emotionally intelligent marriage. And so this week we wanted to kick it off kind of with a story about how we experienced, uh, it was quite a while ago, I think you and I were either dating at the time, Don, or we had just gotten married, but uh, we were actually on, I was on lunch break, you had met me yeah. at Burger King of all places. I, we, were, I, we love the fries, like fries ama- are amazing, anywhere ama- fries are good. Amazing fries yeah. and chocolate shakes, they're so good. But anyway, we're in line at Burger King one day. When suddenly I I went to grab my tray and I accidentally bumped the guy next to me. And it was kind of kind of wild because this, I mean, this is a huge example of emotional, a lack of emotional intelligence. But out of nowhere, the guy's like, hey, watch where you're going. And I kind of gave him a look because I was a little bit startled, but also a little bit frustrated that he started yelling at me. And then he went off and said, if you don't, you know, quit uh, bumping into me, I'm going to reach down your throat and pull your heart out. I know. I was so scared. I was like, what is this guy saying? I mean, he looked at you, literally said that he was going to pull your heart out. He literally lost it in the line <laughs> at Burger King to get French fries and chocolate I remember, shakes. I think I was 19 years old and I was like, what is going to happen? I was. It freaked me out. I mean, that you don't normally have someone say something that just harsh, vulgar, yeah, just violent. Horrible. To and I don't know if he was drunk no. or high. He certainly got the attention of everybody in the restaurant. People were probably already starting to dial 911. I mean, this guy was out of yeah. control and definitely a great example at that time of someone who lacked emotional intelligence. He definitely did. Like he would yeah, not get any job interview by doing that. Even even Burger King would hire, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, the reason why we bring that up is our goal for this episode and for the next uh, episode is to focus on the idea of emotions and their effects on relationships. We want to answer the question, how can you have an emotionally intelligent marriage? And in order to do that, we first have to declare that emotions can be dangerous. Yeah, they they can be good, but they definitely can be dangerous. Yeah, super dangerous. Why would we say something like that? When emotions can be good and they can help us enjoy life and those we love. Because there's this dark side to unchecked emotions and one that can make our marriage relationships toxic. So again, we've already said this, but if you haven't gone back yet, go ahead and listen to podcast number 36. Again, how to have an emotionally intelligent marriage, part one. So that's why we're focused on this because there are emotions in marriage and sometimes we even become emotionally, you know, out of control or have unchecked emotions and that Don can negatively affect our marriage. Yep, it can. Yep, absolutely can cause a lot of problems, a lot of conflict in there. We just want to recap really quick. In our last podcast, we talked about how unchecked emotions are dangerous. And they're dangerous for for a few reasons, but here's just a few of them. Because they can't always be trusted and they're they're not always accurate. They can cause us to lose our minds and bad decisions come from unchecked emotions. I really appreciate what what psychologist Marshall B. Rosenberg says. He said this, We are dangerous when we are not conscious of our responsibility for how we behave, think, and feel. Yeah, that's such a simple kind of explanation for emotional intelligence. You know, just the idea of how we behave, we think, 
and we feel and really just being in control. In 2020, as you guys know, hyper-emotionalism has really been kind of dangerous because it's divided our societies, the American society, maybe other societies. We can feel that. Governments around the world. Yeah. Why? Because humans were created by God to be living a life in control of our emotions, one that is in a good balance of positive and negative emotions. And the same is true for marriage relationships. When negative thoughts and emotions are allowed to be heightened or left to spiral out of control, it's going to create a toxic environment and it'll ultimately bring division between a husband and a wife within the marriage. And that's that's not a marriage I want to live in. Not at all. I don't it, want to have to walk on eggshells. It would be an awful right. marriage, you know, one that's so volatile, so, you know, kind of, uh, again, walking on eggshells yep. that you never know what you're going to get. Negative emotions, though, don't have to be your reality. So often, negative, unchecked emotions only thrive in your mind, but they have no base in reality. And this this quote by Dale Carnegie, we chose it for this podcast because it's so good. Listen to this. You can conquer almost any fear if you will only make up your mind to do so. For remember, fear doesn't exist anywhere except in the mind. Yep. And I would say just like fear existing in the mind, and that's the only place it's really at, it's not like it's outside of our world, the same would be true for emotions. So often they're in our hearts, they're in our thoughts, they're in our minds, and we can make that decision. We can conquer them in our minds. So again, we're focusing on how to have an emotionally intelligent marriage. And you can't have a conversation about how to have an emotionally intelligent marriage and the dangers of our emotions without talking about individual emotional intelligence. So what is it? According to dictionary.com, emotional intelligence is the capacity to be aware of, control, and express one's emotions, and to handle interpersonal relationships judiciously and empathetically. An emotionally intelligent person is in control of themselves, and they work hard to maintain control of themselves. We know what it's like to be around people who are out of control. It's just very awkward and it's inappropriate. It's not socially acceptable. Constantly is difficult to be around those kinds of people. In Proverbs 25, 28, it says this, like a city whose walls are broken through is a person who lacks self-control. Life just comes down to self-control. It really does. And a city without walls is a defenseless uh, city and a place where you're never at peace. It's a it's a difficult place. And just like anything in life, I and mean, we need self-control, but we need self-control when it comes to our emotions. We do. And Don, thank you for clarifying the definition of an emotionally intelligent person because we, you know, it gets us one step closer to answering the question, what does an emotionally intelligent marriage look like? And I know you and I, Don, we talked about it. And so we just we just kind of wrote some things down, some things that we've learned over the years and things that maybe we've gleaned from other places. Mm-hmm. But here are a few things that we just want to help paint the picture of what an emotionally intelligent marriage would look like. The first one is this. It would be earnest listening and applied empathy to the needs of your spouse. So great listening and applied empathy. In other words, knowing what your spouse is actually saying, listening well enough to where you can hear them and then caring enough to make sure their needs are being met, being quick to listen Mm, and slow to speak. 
I know that's just a really, really important one. And I would say it would be a trademark of an emotionally intelligent marriage. The second thing that that we kind of conclusion we came to or that kind of pops out in our minds is uh, a frequent positive communication in the form of affirmation. And we're big fans of that, aren't we, we Don? That that verbal generosity or what we like to call verbalosity. If you haven't heard that episode, go back. It's one of our very first episodes. But here's what we're talking about when we say positive communication in the form of affirmation. It's really just building your spouse up verbally by affirming them their positive relational qualities and individual strengths as a person. It's reminding your spouse that you're in their corner, you're on their side by showering them with verbal generosity and really with love. Uh, just being emotionally intelligent as a couple and doing that for one another. I know as individuals, we want to be emotionally intelligent, but as a marriage, you know, we're talking about how to have an emotionally intelligent marriage. I mean, marriage is two people, so both people have to do these things. But the third thing is this, healthy conflict that yields needed dialogue and results. A couple who has an emotionally intelligent marriage doesn't have time for for yelling and screaming and name-calling. Instead, when they sense an awkwardness or this tension or this conflict, they want to immediately get to the bottom of it so it doesn't fester or come up later. You just either don't just hold it in and not talk about it. You actually, you know, go after it and you have this healthy conflict. Yeah. And people that, you know, individuals who don't, you know, demonstrate emotional intelligence, they have that fight or flight, you know, kind of mentality where they'll ignore you for days or they'll fight like crazy. And the same is true with couples, you know, couples that really want to dig down and just really think it through. I know um, we have a couple examples of this where we you have had to go through this healthy conflict. I mean, conflict, it's not fun, right? No, not at all. But it's something that we have to go through. And if you want an emotionally intelligent marriage, you have to learn to deal with conflict. But I know, Travis, when we lived away, we lived in you know Tennessee for four years and I was pretty homesick. The kids were little and I wanted to come home as often as I possibly could. And I remember, we you know, we every time we get time off, I'm like, okay, let's go back to Minnesota. Let's right. go back. Let's go back. You always wanted to go back yeah, to Minnesota. Yeah, every single time. I'm like, oh, we have, a, we have a week off. We're going back. And I remember you came to me one day and you're like, Don, like our kids are getting older now. And I want to start creating memories with our kids beyond just going home and just visiting people, you know, relatives. And obviously we love our, our family. But you, you were like, you know what? We have to make a decision at this point in our life. I want to start going on vacation. And I had a hard time with that. Like I, I kind of went back and forth. I'm like, no, but we live away from our family and I miss them. I want to see them. But we sat out and we talked through the benefits of having a family vacation versus just always going home. Yep. And, you know, you made some really good points. We wanted to start making memories with our kids and we wanted to give them things that they could look back to, you know, so we agreed. We came to a compromise. And what was the compromise, Travis? Yeah. So what we decided was we would go a couple times a year. We'd go back home to Minnesota and visit our family, our friends, especially family. But uh, but then at least one week a year, we would take a family vacation together just as a as a, as a smaller uh, family unit. And then we would make those memories with just our kids, the four yeah. of us. And that was really important. And again, it just helped us to have that healthy conflict and it yielded the, the right kind of dialogue and yeah. results. And, it, and now we look back and we don't regret no, that. We're like, oh, we're so glad we made those memories with our kids. We have amazing memories and we were able to provide a balance in our life that we needed and we hopefully did. can pass that on to our own kids. Another thing is this, 
active affection and physical intimacy. If you're going to have an emotionally intelligent marriage, you need to have this active affection and physical intimacy. There is a healthy emotional bond. We know that that takes place when a couple is holding hands and holding each other on the couch, hugging, walking arm in arm, and just holding each other and looking at each other in their eyes deep, you know, intimately. Little touches and nudges and hugs are all so important with cementing emotional health in a marriage. We oh, talk about it. It creates it. oxytocin. It's you know, so that's good. That hormone. So good. And also with that regular sexual intimacy increases the healthy emotional bond a man and woman feel for one another. When you're intimate with each other, when you have that sexual relationship with each other, it definitely creates an emotional bond. Yeah. It increases your emotional intelligence. Yeah. Why? Because you're way more in tune with one another emotionally on a much deeper level. Yeah. You know, the fifth thing that really jumped out at us as we thought through what does it take to have an emotionally intelligent marriage is this mutual respect that increases over time. In many marriages, the respect decreases, but we're talking about emotionally intelligent marriages, so it's going to increase. Yeah. And what does that mean? It means an honest appreciation and admiration for your spouse that raises them in your own eyes. In mm -hmm. other words, your opinion of them gets higher and higher. It makes you want to serve them and demonstrate beyond words and through action that your respect for them is great and only getting greater. I don't know about you, Travis, but I, I appreciate this one because I want you to respect me and I want to make sure that I'm respecting you. Like, it's just a good feeling to know, like, you know, my husband admires me. He respects me. He, you know, he... He has my back. Like, I just appreciate right. that. Well, and that's a way of saying valued, right? Yeah. But but again, it's emotional intelligence. It's like, wow, if we have an emotionally intelligent marriage, I'm going to respect you more yeah. and more, not less and less. And with that mutual respect, you're never talking down to a person. Mm -hmm. Like, I know there's couples that we know of that one of the spouses really talks down to them. They really lack respect. And that, that totally affects their relationship. And it does. Again, emotionally intelligent marriages. The sixth thing we, we uh, wanted to share with you guys is peacemaking and a peaceful home environment. Couples who are emotionally intelligent, they're always looking to keep the peace with one another. They aren't trying to avoid difficult topics in a dysfunctional way. Instead, they're always looking for ways to be a peacemaker with their spouse. They value the relationship and the loving environment that they've created together, uh, one that where they value not not so much being right or, or getting their own way, but instead they value, you know, that environment of harmony, of peace. And it's such a great thing. An emotionally intelligent marriage focuses on others. These are marriages that have chosen to make their lives and focus about helping other people. Instead of being consumers, they live with a constant focus of improving the lives of those around them. And this is probably the pinnacle of an emotionally intelligent marriage. And I you think can it is. serve and look at yeah. others and focus on them and help others. And why is that? Because that's that's emotionally intelligent people. Right. Those are the people that are make the greatest leaders. They're the people that walk in the room. They are the thermostat. I mean, they turn the heat up and they change the climate. And it's because they're so aware of what's going on with the individuals around them. And again, same thing in a marriage. So we're talking about how can you have an emotionally healthy marriage? 
Well, we happen to think that it's important to make it your goal to have the qualities that we just talked about, right. those yep. seven things that we just focused on, but then also admit that unchecked emotions are dangerous. That's what we talked about last week. But the most important thing that we would recommend is to ask God for right. it, to ask God for an emotionally intelligent marriage, just going to God. And, you know, when you have him in your life and in your marriage and you ask him for it, we believe that God's going to give you things like self-control and all the other things needed to have emotionally intelligent relationships, specifically a marriage. Half the battle is seeking the right qualities from God out of a heart of mm. humility and I think, Don, and I know you do too, a, a verse that really talks well about emotional intelligence just has all the qualities of an emotionally intelligent person just kind of uh, bottled up in it would be Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 through 23. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit, and it's talking about God's Spirit in our lives, it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness gentleness, hmm. and self-control. And it says, against such things, there is no law. Again, these these things that we, we were reading out of the Bible, out of the New Testament portion of the Bible, Galatians, you know, things like joy, peace, love, kindness, goodness. I mean, these are all qualities of someone who has a high hmm. level of emotional intelligence. And so if you work as hard as you can as a couple and as an individual, to bring those things into your marriage, to go to God and say, God, I want these things in my marriage. I want them in my life. We believe with all of our hearts that God's going to increase the emotional intelligence of your marriage. I feel like this topic, Travis, is just so relevant to today. It's so relevant. We are living in a hyper-emotional world. I mean, you can see it um, through social media. You can feel it. You can, you know, out in public, you know, I mean, it's It's, just emotions are everywhere. It's everywhere. And it's invaded our marriages. Like there's so much fear, anxiety, depression. I mean, a lack of joy, right. a lack of peace, there a is. lack of 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 love, yep. of the things that pulls couples together and, and makes them emotionally intelligent. And unfortunately, this, you know, emotions, I feel like it, are they're actually pulling marriages apart right now. There's such a high emotion that, you know, we don't have control. Some of us don't have control of our emotions and it's the environment that we may be living in and just this hyper emotionalism. And unfortunately it's, it's destroying things, people in marriages right now. Yeah. And we're just, so we're just really trying to encourage everybody that's listening, all of you out there, man, trade the negative emotions for what we just talked about today. What would make you have an emotionally intelligent marriage? One that's that you want to be with, right? Yep, the right. be in, I should say, because the kind of people that are the funnest to be around, the best to be around, are those that have high emotional intelligence. Right. Same thing, you know, with a marriage. We just want to thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. Remember, you guys, you can do it. You got this. We believe in you. Don't give up. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Love in the Fight Marriage Podcast. If this podcast encouraged you, then be sure to share it with others that you care about through your Facebook page, Instagram, or other social media channels. Please hit the subscribe button if you have not subscribed, and please click like and leave us a review. Tell us what you think. For more conversations about marriage and what it takes to make sure that you are loving the fight, visit us at lovingthefight.com. See you next time.